Coco Show. It's chocolate, baby. The Coco Show. It's about to go crazy. share those thoughts with anyone who listen man it's like yo is it worth fighting for trying it again or doing something else to see see it through um i believe the answer is yes you know just someone always needs to hear what you have to say uh, based off your perception i think it empowers more people and gives them um an arsenal of information and ways to view um, a specific topic or subject. Um, I just, you know, it bothers me sometimes. There was actually one I did on, uh, an episode I did on this app and I felt like it was a good one and I just wanted to share it, you know, like actually like share the audio and it didn't save. Um, so just like little things like that, you know, it kind of like can rub people the wrong way. It's like, you know, it's frustrating in the, in the moment. And it's like, man, should I even waste my time doing it? You know, but it's not a waste of time if you're trying to invest it. And all investments can be risky. So I think it's worth it. Um, Earlier, I was talking about um, a specific uh, job incident. And I'll go back over that just as a refresher. Um. But yeah, I was dealing with some uh, issues on uh, with some employment currently, and it was in regards to, you know, being out on a family medical leave. Um, and because of that, um, you know, you know, the birth of my son or whatever is what I was out for. But for whatever reason, this third party company didn't approve my time. 
um, two months in advance, mind you. And it kind of put me in a red zone of possibly being terminated with my employer um, because of it. And I've, you know, provided documents that they've asked for, everything that I had at the moment. Um, and they were saying that just wasn't sufficient information. Um, I've recently just uploaded a birth certificate. And it's like really the only document with my name on it. Um because, you know, everything when it comes from the hospital and stuff, uh, I wasn't a patient and I wasn't admitted. So my name's not going to be on it. It's like it's the last piece of evidence proving that I was in the hospital beyond me showing you a picture of me in the room, you know. Um, but it's little things like that. And I, you know, just reached the point where I, I've been aiming for since I was a teenager. Now that I'm here, I feel like I'm on the chopping block on, on some petty stuff and, um, you know. I had to ask myself, just talking about it earlier with my older brother, is it worth it to fight for something um, you've been aiming for for so long? Like sometimes, you know, when you want something, you're like, all right, I'm willing to put the energy into trying to acquire this or do this thing. And, you know, you gear up and you you set your, your sights for that and you're, you're aiming for it and you spend your time towards it. It's like it, it can be so exhausting when you don't see immediate, um, results, um, in that. And for me, that's, that was just, was the case. And it's like, you know, it, it messes with me because I believe I know, I can't say sit here and say, I know my full potential, but I know part of my potential. And, and to me, just to me, not to be conceited, I found, I find it to be pretty impressive. And I'm like, wow, I, I impressed myself with what I was able to do, not even knowing. You know, I've had moments like that when I was in high school. I'm telling you, man, I was, I was, I felt like I've always been the fat kid. But, you know, going back through the pictures, I was like, oh, I was, I was pretty fat here. <laughs> like, but <laughs> uh, I've always felt that way. I've always felt like the fat kid. I've always eaten like the fat kid, you know? Um, but there was this one incident where I was uh, playing basketball with some friends and there was just one, you know, this guy who everybody knew, this big guy, muscle bound, all this stuff, but just could play, jump, do all this stuff, dunk, everything. And I had to play defense on this dude one day. So everybody watching, they're like, ooh, what's about to happen? They about to get embarrassed. And he went to try to dunk on me. And I've never done this before. Or after, I'll say it because I don't know if it was adrenaline or what. But he went to try to dunk and, you know, did his – jumped up there with the ball. And I jumped up there too. Like, you ain't about to do this to me. And I was level with him. And every it was weird. Like, he – he I didn't pack him. I didn't pack the ball. And I didn't really stop the shot because he missed it because it threw me off that I jumped that high. But when I came back down, everybody else looked at me like – Dude, you can jump that high. Like it was just—you can see it in the eyes. It was a moment, and it was like, for me, that was like I didn't even care if I won a game after that because I was like, I was impressed with what I was able to do in that moment, and uh, that was just—it just set my day. And I was like, I'm good with the rest of the day because I'm like, I'm stuck on the moment of what just happened. Um. But yeah, just, you know, I'm impressed with what I can do. So it's like, this is a job, you know, and I believe that I have pretty good business ideas, some of which I've already started. Some like the podcast being one, it's like it has done amazing things. It has blown my mind. I'm impressed with the outcome. 
I have new ideas. I just haven't implemented yet, but hopefully I'll get to them. And it's like, this is a job I'm fighting for. And it's, and sometimes to me, when it, when I hear that, it's like, yo, I'm doing all of this for this company or whatever. And sometimes I don't feel like they do enough back. And it's, it, this has been the, the bar or the standard, if you will, from, from place to place. Not that I've just been going from job to job, but just, you know, for, throughout the years, like from my teenage years, I started working since I was 14, I believe, 14, 15. Um, but throughout the years, it's, that has been the case. It's like, you don't, you don't do enough for your staff, no matter how hard you work. And I'm not saying I'm the best, but I know my ta- like what I've done, what I've applied to the team isn't going on notice. I know that. It hasn't gone on notice, but it's like it makes you feel some type of way when you got to fight for your position all the time. Now, this to me is 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 stu- stupid. It's stupid. It's stupidity. Like I can't believe that this company is relying so heavily on this third-party company. And according to managers, HR, and all these other people, this isn't the first time this has happened. But they allow it to happen over and over. And then you want to put somebody in a termination status. It's like, what do you really think of me? <laughs> like, nothing much. If I'm that easy to, to get rid of, knowing what I'm dealing with, it's like, it, do, it don't really make sense. And why do I have to keep jumping through hoops? Just to prove I spent time with my son. I wanted to be there for my son. At what point do you feel like the fight's no longer worth what you're after? I've been after this specific job since I was 16. 16 years old. I was working in a hotel. Um, my position at the time was conventional service. Yeah, conventional services. So uh, for those that don't know what that is, it just pretty much means I was the little kid who lift all the tables and the chairs in the banquet halls. I said all that, you know, anything heavy, the stage, the dance floor, all of that I had to assemble. So that's conventional services, if you, if you didn't know. But I was just going through the motions. In this one particular room, I had to go clean. It was a boardroom. Um, I was just going in there to kind of clean up any, like, you know, dirty dishes, things like that, and empty trash. And the, the group that was in there, um, was the company that I currently work for. I don't want to say the name, but um, they pretty much enticed me because I, I started working so young, honestly, honestly, to help my mom. It, it bothered me so much that she had to work so hard and stay out so late, you know, trying to do overtime and all this other stuff to where she didn't have time to herself. And, and I saw how exhausted she was and, you know, Emmett and my mom just want, you know, want to spend time with her and her not having the ability to do that. So I started to try to work, I try to get a job early just so I can help with bills, so I can help with food, so I can help with groceries and all the stuff. And that was the only point of it. Cause I didn't really, you know, have a desire for much of anything, honestly. Um, as a kid, I felt like, you know, just what we had, what we, was good enough for me and, so that was the only point of it. But, you know, going to work, you know, still trying to bring that to life. I heard from this lady that worked for the company and she was just telling me the potential of how much you could make um, with this particular company. And I'm like, 
wow, that's a lot of money. Man, if I made that much, me and my family would be set. So I immediately mentally switched gears and said, I'm putting everything towards that. What do I got to do? I tried going to school. I went to college for a while um, just for that. Um, I took up uh, mechanical and electrical engineering originally. Um, that was short-lived because um, I was married at the time and um, I was about to have my first child, my first daughter. And um, I was paying for college out of pocket. I remember being in school talking to some of, you know, the teachers at the time and how they would come in the class, you know, like towards the end, of course, but they would share how they don't make enough money as teachers and how they're still paying off uh, student loan debt. And they're in their 40s. And I'm like, man, how much do you owe? And one teacher actually said, and this was back in the day, but to me, I mean, like, that was a lot of money. Um, back in the day, she's like, I still been paying. I've been paying on it for years, but I still owe uh, $48,000. So I'm thinking, how long have you been paying prior to that? How much did you, you know, how much did you borrow? And, you know, early on, it said to me, like, yo, you, you went to college to be a teacher. Great. And you accomplished that. But now you are so in debt, you don't get to reap any benefit from that beyond the, the passion you have for kids and teaching. And I know how some of us were acting in classes like, yo, we don't make this life easy for you. I said, it can't be me. <laughs> it can't be me. So, you know, I went to college. And I was paying, I was working that hard because I had no need for the money elsewhere. So I paid out of pocket for all my school books and everything. Um, and then the current job that my ex-wife was uh, working at, it went under. And so she lost her job and was unemployed temporarily. And this was during the time she was pregnant with my firstborn. So I had to make a decision because we were at the time in a brand new house just built for us and we just acquired and like I'm working this job but I'm like I can't I can't be there as a father and go to school and work like this ain't gonna work out for me I, I like I, I'm not saying that it's not possible I'm saying for me it just wasn't going to work out something was going to fall on the sidelines and I just couldn't I couldn't fathom thinking that you know that would be my family or something you know I would do that to them but Anyway, I sacrificed the the dream temporarily um, to go for this company, and I I dropped out of high, uh, college, dropped out of college, and um, just worked full time, and you know tried to maintain the bills and stuff like that. But I always still tried to go on. I found try to find other ways to get on to this company, and I did find some other ways. But every attempt that I made. I never, I never was successful. I was never, I never succeeded in trying to acquire this position. And it blew my mind because I'm like, man, y'all, they would announce sometimes, oh, we need, you know, 500 workers for this. Oh, we need a thousand people for that. All this. And I'm like, surely I can make one of the thousand. Like, <laughs> what, like I can make the cut. No, man, every time I, I tried, I tried, I tried. I never got through and it was blowing my mind because I would hear people that was already working the job saying how there were so many other people unappreciative of that place. They would only go in for about a week or so and quit or they just couldn't keep up or couldn't show, show up on time. And it was always something and they were just dropping like flies left and right. 
I'm like, is this job that difficult? It's like, or is it that they're just that lazy? And then if they're that lazy, it's like, man, how did you not see that in the interview as, as like strenuous as you made it to get this job? Like, I felt like I was applying at NASA just to get this job and it didn't make any sense. And so, and so I, um, sorry. And so I, um, tried, tried and tried and tried and I had got to a place, right? Where I was, I'm telling you, man, I said, you know what? They can have it. That place sounds amazing. I want to be on, I want to be on board. But if it takes if it takes more than what I'm really giving to try to be on team, you can keep it. Maybe I'm not cut out for that place. I'm done with it. I'm trying, you know, and it was the craziest thing. And I had one individual give me a call. He was already working there. One individual. And this individual told me some stories, some backstories of stuff he tried. He said, you know, Nate, I know how hard you've been trying to get on this place. I'm telling you, I've been having meetings with my bosses and I, I even went to the to the uh, the top guy, I went to the CEO and I talked to them and I said, y'all, y'all need to start changing some of these hiring processes and some of the stuff. It's ridiculous. And you're asking questions in regards to the job and it don't pertain to the job. And so it's like, it was set up for you to fail. And he was just like, there was, you know, my friend talking to the CEO and there was other people in there and they were like, we can't do that. We can't change what we've been doing, you know, and just let any old body in here. But to this day, that's what they do now. So I don't know if his voice echoed that loud for them to change things, but you you know they've dropped the ranks as far as getting this job now so much from what it used to be. But the tests, I mean, there were written tests, there were like physical tests, there was all this stuff, and I'm like, you had to pass everything, <laughs> like you couldn't you couldn't just pass one and not and fail the other and get the test. It's not it don't work that way, but. I mean, some of these tests and the questions, I'm like, man, they should have gave me something to study. There's nothing to study for it. And anytime you would ask people about their prior experience of getting hired on, it's like, what can I, you know, you ask them, what can I expect? What, what should I like to like, what kind of questions are they asking? And no one would give you any, any clear answer. No one. So you would go into this so blindly in hopes that you would uh, get this job. And one of the, um, stipulations were if you didn't acquire this job right the first time you tried you had to wait a full year before you could reapply that's right so i tried to get this particular job more than once and had to wait full a full year to reapply and and by that time everything's different and there's nothing to study i'm like you've made it impossible so i came to this place and i'm like you know, after trying over and over and over, again, knowing half of my potential, knowing I could do something else if I really wanted, like, I was putting my energy into this place, and I was about to give up. I said, you know what? You can have it. And I got this phone call from a friend that was already working there, and he said, Nathan, he said, um, you know, have you tried again? And I told him, I said, and my friend's name Q. I said, man, Q. I, I can't do it anymore, bro. I said, I don't know why it's so difficult um, to get this job, but I, I can't do it anymore. And, uh, <laughs> and um, you know, he was just like, 
He said, Nate, I know you're not going to hear this. He said, but just try one more time. He said, trust me. He said, he said, I can't speak too much on it. Honestly, he said, but he said, try one more time. Just give it one more shot. If you don't get it this time, you want to do something else, I understand. But he said, try one more time. And when, when I did, that was when I got in the door to this place. Um, and it was pretty much handed out. It was crazy because I went through the same motions like I felt like I've always done. And there was one particular person that was in, like, because there was a group of us getting hired. Up. Maybe, well, I say group, but it was only like eight of us that was there that kind of uh, was applying or had applied to be on this job. Eight people. There was one particular person in there. I guess he just wasn't taking it serious. And maybe it was his first job. And he was just like, you know, trying to have fun and goof off. And so, like, even in the questions and stuff they would ask, it was just, like, silly answers. And so they ended up kicking that person out. They said, you know, send him home. You got to wait a full year to reapply, right? And she saw, she walked him out. Everybody watched her, you know, this lady walk him out. And she comes back in and she says, you know, everybody... I want to tell y'all something. She said, everybody in this room was a guarantee hire. Guarantee hire. She, she said, and I'm going to prove it. And she handed up everybody's initiation packets, if you will. And she said, this was his. I even had a packet for that guy, but he wouldn't take this serious, so I put him out. And I said, wow. Now, I don't know why I was in the class of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because before, it was it was. I felt like it was cutthroat. I mean, there were hundreds of people and nobody ever made it <laughs> like, or like very few, very few. I'm talking like it could be, there was my first time applying. There had to have been at least 50 people had to have been at least 50 people and only 10 stayed because everybody else got sent home. So to be in that room in that moment, it was like, wow, that's crazy. It blew my mind, but it made my day. And, um, you know, I, I, I continue to do the best I could and, and work towards more in the company. And now I'm in the place of what I set out to be as a 16-year-old in this moment. And I'm like, I made it. I accomplished yet another goal. And I, I was just grateful. And I prayed about it. And I'm like, thank you. And But now I'm like, you know, feeling some type of way because of this whole petty situation. Um, my mom told me earlier, she was just like, just, you know, Nate, she said, you you know better than that to, to be worried about another job or whatever. She said, I know you, I know what you've gone through. I know why you feel that way. She said, but give it to God and just let it be. She said, if, if it's meant to be, you'll, you'll stay. And she said, if not, then there's something better for you. And she's right, because it's not like I've never said that to nobody else. But it's like in the moment, you know, it's hard to hear. It's hard to accept. And it's like, here we go again. Because I felt like in everything that I've tried to do on any level, um, whether, it just, whether it was just associate or uh, a leadership position, um, I felt like I've always had to fight to maintain. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't just come to work and do my job. I can't because there's always somebody in some way gunning for you. And it's like, I get tired of it. 
And the last last place, I think I was telling the story earlier before I got cut off on part one, but there were, you know, a company that I worked for, man, it was like they they got rid of me, just long story short, they got rid of me on some some petty stuff. And then on, on top of that, you know, I'm I'm running this department, and then you tell my director a lie and say that he left for personal reasons, not knowing the director is a good friend of mine. I call him brother. He calls me family. We're family. And I said, you know, if, if I had not, he came on the phone, sorry, cut, cut myself off. He came on the phone with me and told me what was discussed in the following meeting saying, and they announced and say it to, to everybody that he left abruptly for personal reasons. and won't be back. So immediately prompts him to call me because he's like, I haven't heard from him and I don't know what's going on. He didn't show back up to work. And I told him, I said, yo, this guy's name is Brian. I said, Brian, you are family to me. I said, if anything's going on personal and it's and it's on a level, I have to just up and leave. I said, Brian, I'm going to have a conversation with you first because I respect you. you. You provided this for me and I'm not just going to just up and leave like that. And he told me how awkward it was in that meeting at the time because everyone didn't believe it. And I'll tell you why. Because the department I was running, it was a bar. It was a bar. And I've done, I did, and this isn't a boast. I'm telling you what the accounting team told me. I'm telling you what my my director told me at the time. Um, in the evaluation, I'm going to tell you what uh, the city at the time was saying, I'm telling you, like accounting in short was telling me, Nathan, you have increased profits beyond. He said, I don't know what you're doing down there, but please keep it up. You are, you are working hard. It's clear to see you're doing amazing numbers. It increases every week. Accounting. My boss said, Nathan, I knew you were going to do great. That's why I gave it to you. He said, you're, you know, you can do this job or any job. He said, you tell me how far you want to go and I will groom you for my position or higher. You just tell me and we'll, we'll start working on it because I know you're going to do great. And then I had the city. I'm going to tell you what happened. Um, I live. So this is South Carolina. I live in South Carolina um, in uh, Greenville. I used to live in Greenville earlier, but I'm now in Spartanburg. But uh, um had Greenville Business Magazine reach out to me saying that I was one of the top 10 uh, venues in the upstate area. And they asked me to write an article on why I think I was so successful in what I did. And when I received that, it was it was it blew my mind. And so I got to my first time ever write this article about things that I've done as a leader to increase the value and the attention that this place was getting. And now that's something that's, it's an, to me, that's like etched in stone. You'll never take that away from me. So I did well, but then you're going to turn around and get rid of me on some petty stuff and then lie to my, pretty much my family and say that he left for personal reasons. That's one of many stories that I can tell y'all. It's like always having to fight for my position and why, like if I add to the team, why do you feel like you need to aim for me? You know, I only want my portion. What's so wrong with that? But some people don't even want you to have that. And it's like, at what point is it worth fighting for? Like, 
you, you get tired. You get bruised, you get battered, man. You get sad about it. And you, man, this stuff can lead you to depression. You're just trying to take care of your family. It hurts, man. It hurts. And it, and it did every single time. Um, but I, t- you know, told my family, man, this is one worth fighting for. My daughter's about to get in the car. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, buddy. Did you pick up trash? Yes. Oh, I'm proud of you. You care about this earth like nobody else. Thank you, love. How was school? Good. Good. What you doing? You being silly? No, it failed. Okay. I'm live on the podcast. You want to say hey to everybody? There's 13 people in here listening. You want to say hey? Hi. <laughs> you want to tell them your name? Can, are they not going to speak? No, they, they won't speak, but they can hear you. Well, you can tell them your name. Um, do I have to? You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. Okay. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, this was, I feel like this particular job uh, was one worth fighting for because it was something I wanted. And I feel like that if you, if you're in a situation like that, or you're, you're feeling like you've been there, but you weren't sure what to do, or if you played it right or whatever, I feel like it's worth it. If you want it, like if you want to acquire something or maintain something or keep something, then it's worth the fight. Some people uh, lose relationships and it's like they that might not have been what they wanted. But if if you find yourself in a place where you're losing a loved one and they matter that much to you, then fight for them. Even if they make it seem like it's impossible, fight for them. But if it's something you want, I feel like it's worth the fight, man. It's worth keeping. You know, some people like. Well, we'll fight for some of the stuff that we find so insignificant. And it's like, well, we, when, when time passes on, what is this? Sticking grapes. Oh, H3O right here. Um, You know, we'll fight for things that really don't add to or, you know, add value to our lives or benefit us at all. And sometimes it's stuff that, that hurts us. But it's like, what's the point? What's the point? You'll come to a place where you realize it wasn't worth it. You know, I think you should put your energy towards those things that you really want. Somebody has to care about what you want. You know, some people are selfish in that. You're not going to have, if you don't have the right friends around you, they're not going to care about your wants or your needs. You have to be the one. So if it's something you want, fight for it. If it's people, a job, you want to move, you want a house, you want a car. For some people, it's even a cell phone. My daughter wants a cell phone. If you want these things, if you want those people, fight for it. Fight for it and, and be prepared. And in trying to acquire what you want, everything's going to be thrown at you. So I'm just going to fight for a phone? Yeah, in the, in the right way. What is it going to take for Asi to acquire money? So how's she going to get money? Chores. Chores. Do you? Do she naturally want to do chores? No. Nope. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Not all the time. 
And how much do you really get per tour? I know what I pay you per tour. So how many how many tours does you need to do to save about fifteen hundred dollars to get an iPhone? A lot. A lot. That's a fight. You have you have to make yourself get up and try again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Even when you don't want to. That's the struggle of what you. I mean, if that's what you want, then the fight is worth it. Because in the end, you will find satisfaction. I feel great about what I've accomplished in my life and everything that I said I said I said I was going to do. I've done. You know, I've even told my lady. I said right now. The people I got in my life, my family, the amount of money I make, everything. Right now, I said, I'm good. I don't really, I could die not doing anything else and just maintain what I got. I'm fine with it. I don't need any more. And if I do acquire any more, that's a bonus. It's a bonus. I'm good, buddy. I don't want any more food, but I appreciate you. What did you eat? Pizza. You already know what it is. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> I love you, though. Um. So yeah, like, I, be prepared when you're in there. You gonna you gonna every. I mean, it's gonna throw everything at you. Everything that you. You're trying for you're gonna be tested, and even in, when you acquire it, you're gonna be tested. So be prepared to be hurt, um, to be sad about some things, to be heartbroken, to feel like you're you're depleted. You don't have the energy to even finish the date. Like be prepared because that's a part of the fight. If you really want it and you want to maintain it, it's gonna take a lot out of you, a lot out of you. Um, I can't sit here and say that I'll see myself at this, um, place forever, but for the moment I'm choosing it. So I want to be there, you know, so I have to fight for it. Even if my documents currently aren't sufficient and I'm still back in the same boat, even if I have to lawyer up, I'm a fight for it because it's what I want. It's what I want. And when I'm ready to go, it'll be on my terms. That pro- that uh, previous job I spoke about, the place that I told, uh, the bar or whatever, that I was working, you know, I was told, um, I left this part off in the story from last time, but um, I, I had to go acquire my W-2 because it kicked me out of the system and everything, so <laughs> it didn't even mail me my W-2. You all right, buddy? They didn't even mail, mail me my W-2 to uh, take care of my taxes. So I called, left voicemails. They never responded, didn't say anything. So I ended up going to the corporate office to try to acquire my W-2. And, and mind you, I have friends in the corporate office because I used to work with some of these people. And they just, you know, did well in their in their position at the time and went all the way to corporate. So I went there. And who do you know? So one of my friends came out. They saw me on camera because this built like corporate. For this particular job, like you, you walk in there, there's no receptionist or anything. It's just empty. It's a desk and a phone, and it's just empty with like the elevated music. And uh, so you pick up the phone and you tell them why you're there. And so if you're there for legitimate reasons, then somebody comes out. 
So they saw me on camera, and this particular woman saw me, and uh, I swore with her. And she was like, I'm going to say good out to him because I want to say hi to him. And she is, uh, at the time, she was a regional director um, of human resources. So she was over three or four different properties, maybe five. Um, she came to me, and she kind of had it in the envelope, and she kind of slapped my shoulder, but, like, playfully. She said, you know, I didn't know that you quit. What happened? Where, you know, where'd you go? And I said, quit. I said, uh, you don't know? And she said, no, what? I said, hold on real quick. <laughs> I paused. I said, um, I said, I have a question before I tell you. I said, um, if, if someone loses their position at any one of the properties you oversee, I said, are they inclined to relay that information to you? She said, yeah, I'm supposed to know everything. And I said, wow, you didn't even tell the regional director. I mean, lies all around. So I told her, I said, listen, uh, I was in my, my point of view, I was fired from this place because that's what they said. But remember in the meeting, they said that I left for personal reasons. I said, I was let go, uh, from that job from, um, these two individuals, like it was, you know, the owner or whatever. And, uh, HR manager. And so she ended up pulling me into a private room and I had to tell this woman from start to finish what happened because she had no knowledge of it. And I didn't go there for all that. I'm like, it's whatever, you know, I know, I know what you lost. It is what it is. So I, you know, I, I told her the whole story, the whole thing. And she just, you could see the anger in her face, just, just fill up. And she was just like, Nathan, I just want to say that you are you were wrongfully terminated. She said, if there's any position at any one of these hotels that you want, I will push it through. And uh, she said, from me and the company, she said, I really want to apologize for what you had to deal with. And I didn't accept any offer or whatever because, again, I chose this job that I'm currently at. I chose it. I had options. I chose this. And... Um, I said, beyond the job offer, I said, I really appreciate you listening to me and I appreciate you believing me because in moments like this, the people don't want to believe, you know, the person that comes out with the story of, I didn't do it, you know, and I got that face. I get it. <laughs> I got that face. You don't believe it, but it was true. And, um, she just apologized and told me that and told me to keep in touch and keep in touch if things ever change. Um, so I just. Oh, that it, it it threw me off when I heard that, and I'm like, man, they really went far just to get rid of me. And I'm like, did they just have somebody that much better than me to bring in? But no, that wasn't the case. Um, I, I heard because my the people I used to work for just kept in touch. They told me about the next person that came in. They told me, um, the little work that they've done, and how they didn't really make any, any changes or improvements or anything like that. In fact, everything stayed the same. Um, and then like business started to drop and go down because they didn't, that person didn't really make the priority um, about the customers and their scores, which is more important. Um, 
So the place has dropped the business uh, drastically. And so now they just really have weekend business and they have to modify the hours and close it early because they don't do what they used to do. And I just, I know that because I was told that. So it's, it's crazy, but I mean, some of that stuff to help add to me knowing my worth and what I'm capable of doing. And, um, like I said, you know, I'm choosing to be where I'm at right now. And I, you know, like I said, because I want it, I'm going to fight for it, you know? And when I, when it's my time to go, then I'll leave, I'll move on, but I'll do it the right way, you know? And so, you know, if you're, if you're in those moments or you're facing something right now and you're wondering if it's worth it, it's like, ask yourself if, if it's something you want, then absolutely. Because somebody has to care about your wants and that person has to be you first. What do you want, Buddha? What do you want? Um... Chocolate. Chocolate. I, I dove know. Chocolate. It has to be dove. Why? Why? Because it's the creamiest. It's the creamiest of chocolates. Yes. That's the most expensive of chocolates. <laughs> yeah. Where did you first try that candy? Or that chocolate? Should I say? Do you remember? No. No. Give it. Somebody give it to you. Nana. Nana. I knew it. I, if I had to guess, my mom. Oh man, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Fight for it, man. Fight for it. And um, wait, let's see what this is. Why can't they hear? Why can't they talk? Why can't they hear? Uh, well, they can. <laughs> Who is that? The app's not set up that way. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Kimberly? Yeah, so... Um... Discover what you want, man. Discover what you want. And, and you remember like your time is precious. So like, don't just waste it on something you're uncertain about, like really give it thought. Cause you know, if, if you take the equation of money out of a lot of things, I feel like it gives you a better understanding of what you're going to do. Realizing that money's a resource to acquire things like, and that's it. And if you don't need anything like, or you're not wanting or, um, in need of something, it's like you don't need the resource. So don't worry so much about money. But if you take that element out for a moment and really give it thought of what you want, you know, then you can really make a decision. If you're at a place and you're like, man, should I stay? Is it is is it worth me staying? Then, you know, give it true thought. Like what it does for you. What Like why do you want to stay or why do you want this you know, specific uh, job or go to this place or this person? It's like, Ask yourself these questions, and then find find your uh, your put yourself in a place where you feel confident about what you've decided on, and then go for it. Um, that's you investing your energy into whatever that is. And again, I say investments can be risky, so don't worry. You like things can happen and may not pan in your favor, but don't be afraid to try. 
you know, you'd be amazed how amazing you are if you just try. Like, I feel like a lot of bells for me in the last two years have just fallen as far as what we can really do. Um, as long as you're willing to learn. And I, I felt like I've been so inspired to try other things because of it. Um, you know, from music making, podcasts, to painting, um, just trying new things and just and finding myself enjoying doing these things. You know, I don't have to do it for profit per se, but um, find other reasons as to why you enjoy doing what you do or why you want what you want. And um, in those moments, man, like make a decision. And then, and then I would even say, go as far as making long-term goals. Maybe what you are choosing in the moment, it's, it's a temporary thing. And you know that up front, but, and and that's fine. You know, even if it's people, it's fine, but uh, make it clear. So when you are making other decisions and you are going through the motions, you know, you have a reason as to why you're doing it. And it's not just a impulsive action where you just like, well, I'm tired of this. I'm done I'm leaving. And then you leave and go to something else. You're like, oh, I regret leaving because now I hate this even more than I hated that. You know, um, sometimes it takes a little time for you to realize that you are going to have to put more effort into some things than you did prior to. And it'll take more energy out of you. So give it true thought, but take the element of money out of it because everyone makes decisions based on how much they're going to make or how much it's going to cost them. You know, I know they say count the cost, but let that not be the first thing you do. It's important to count the cost. Let that be maybe third or fourth, but like ask some other questions prior to that. You know, get some new understanding about everything else prior to that. So, yeah. Is it worth fighting for? You're worth fighting for, Pluto. I love you. What kind of sticker is that? Pokemon. That was a gift? Oh, that's nice. What kind of Pokemon? You don't know who it is? Is it a Charizard? Scrapazoid? I don't know who that is. I don't either. I was just making up some stuff. Yeah. I got out of... Well, I never really got into Pokemon, but it was cool. And then it wasn't... I was really tripping on the game that everyone was playing and walking around the earth trying to find all of these random Pokemon and getting lost in the wilderness. It's crazy. Are you playing uh, Roblox? Mm Mm-hmm. I knew it. Are you in the killer pink room? No. No? I'm playing natural light. Okay. Okay. I thought Kimberly was going to say something, but I don't know if she can hear or not. Kimberly, are you there? Hello, Kimberly. Nope, I don't believe so. Well, we tried. Listen, um, I really appreciate you guys listening. I always want to thank you guys for your time. Um, I always hope that when I speak that you get something out of this. I never want to waste anyone's time. I want to add value. Um, in adding value, I want you to know that I'm not a, in any way, shape, or form after your pockets. Um, even though I run a podcast, it's like 
I'm not after that, man. Like, why can't we? I love I love some like talk where it's just open conversation. And if I get to hear from you, you hear from me. It's like we are both exchanging what's valuable. And I'm fine with that. You know, if you guys ever want to like chat with me, man, I'm, I'm with it. Um, I'm going to try to go through just while I'm live and follow everybody as a thank you, if that's cool. Um, at some point, I want to come on here and just talk about what your content is or like what you're after on this app and like what, why did you download wisdom? Um, I, for me, I got the email invite to claim my podcast. And so I did and checked it out and I really like it. So, um, I'd love to just have an episode of where people can maybe come on one-on-one and just share your side of things. And let's just use the room to build each other network. I think this app can be so much more than going live and you listening to me when we can hear everybody, I think give everybody the voice and the time to be able in the space to be able to speak their mind. Um, so I'm going to stay live for a minute. I might get a little quiet, but I am going to hit everybody with a follow. And um, I'm not just blind. I'm not just going to blindly follow you guys. Um, what I want to do, I mean, it's going to take me time. But if you have live talks, I'm going to go in there and listen to them, like them, try to share them. Also, if you have questions you've already answered, um, I want to go in and um, like those and share them as well. Um, and maybe even ask a few. You know, there might be some things that I inquire about you guys so i hope you are um posting those um if not um then i just um know that you know maybe you could be new to the app and you're trying to figure out what this platform might be for you um or you're trying to you know just fill it out and see what you think about it but um, if not, man, and you don't have anything yet posted, I'm, I'm anxiously waiting. So I think I just went through everyone and hit you guys with a follow. Someone else just came in. I'll hit you with a follow. Um, and like I said, I'll be checking everyone's pages out. So, um, you're welcome to leave any, uh, chat remarks about what we discussed today. Or if you have any questions, you you feel free to just, uh, shoot them to me and I'll answer them as best I can. Um, and as soon as I can, I know for me, the app changed a little bit. So where they put the questions, I had a hard time finding it at first, but I did find them. <laughs> Kimberly, are you there? I'm here. I, I didn't know if you were going to um, receive me or not. Um, I was so just, sometimes um, when I talk on this app, I, like I don't even look at my phone anymore. So I, I hope no one. Oh, you don't go. Them, but you like, don't even look at your phone. Okay. I'm not even looking at it. I'm just talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope no one feels ignored. All right. No, I was just going by this, and God put it on my heart to tell you that a blessing is coming. So He wanted me to share that with you. And for whatever reason, He wanted me to come on. So I'm just me following the instruction. Says a major blessing is coming from you. He says you're a very good person. You have a very good heart. You're an excellent father. You're always trying to help somebody. And he says he wanted me to tell you a huge blessing is coming your way. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. He says you've been looking for something, and it will come to fruition. Okay. All right. You seem kind of speechless. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, you about to make brother cry over here. <laughs> I see. I'm just doing what daddy's telling me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. So, um, are you, so, oh, I think she already left. Okay. Well, thank you, Kimberly, uh, for that. Um, I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to see what that might be. Um, and even in getting stuff too, like, man, I tell you, I feel like my daughters can attest to this, but like, if I ever get something, especially money and stuff, if, you know, I make a little money from music and stuff. I, I try to give that back to them, whether I'm taking them shopping or, you know, getting all those little favorite things they like. Um, there's one other thing I really want to do for them, but they don't even know about it. I'm not going to say anything, <laughs> but I'm going to try. I, my aim is to try to make this happen sooner than later. Um, but yeah, I got I, I want to try to create this surprise for you guys, but it's going to cost some coins. So I got to get some more coin in my pocket because I love you. All right, so all right, I'm a, um, I've got one other daughter to pick up. Um, I think we're about to get ready to move here in a minute. But like I said, I want to thank you guys for always listening and checking out um, the show and listening to any of the lives and all the questions. I promise I'll get to them. And like I said, I'll be checking out you guys, your content and what you are, you know, posting on this app and, and do my best to share it and just try to support, you know. Um, as best I can. So, again, thank you guys. I really hope you guys uh, have a great day. Who do you want to say this? Bye. You want to say bye to them? Bye. Bye. Oh. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. We'll talk soon. Peace.